Yo, Orlando, guess who's getting hard as a rock? Jay and Silent Bob at the Hard Rock Live on March 16th. Kevin Smith and Jason Muse will regale you with ribald tales so debaucherous, I can't even mention them here. Actually, I just don't know what the fuck they're going to talk about. But prepare your funny boner for some awesome oral. We'll even supply the tissues. Jay and Silent Bob get old at the Hard Rock Live in Orlando on March 16th. Links for tickets for this and all Smodco shows available now at csmod.com. Yo, Detroit, guess who's coming to save the city on April 13th? Nope, not RoboCop. Jay and Silent Bob, motherfuckers. Smotco's icons are taking the stage at the Redford Theater, and you are cordially invited to plant your ass there. Kevin Smith and Jason Muse. No trench coats, no hair extensions, but maybe a reference to Don't Stop Believing. Jay and Silent Bob get old. April 13th at the Redford Theater in Detroit. Tickets on sale now, so go get them, Tiger. Oh, wait, sorry. Lions. Links to tickets for all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Biatch. So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. Yo, Solana Beach, California. Guess who's gonna get old live? Not old as in Christ on a popsicle stick. This is boring. I'm talking about Jay and Silent Bob get old, no fuckers. Kevin Smith and Jason Muse are coming to the Belly Up Tavern on November 22nd. Don't miss the debauchery, Iggy B. Jay and Silent Bob get old, recording their podcast live at the Belly Up Tavern in Solana Beach, California, on November 22nd. Get your tickets for this and all other Smodco shows at csmod.com. Red State DVD and Blu-ray available now at coopersdell.com. Get exclusive bundle packages featuring posters, soundtracks, t-shirts, signed scripts, wardrobe used in the film, and a chance to be a guest on air with Kevin Smith via Skype. Red State DVD and Blu-ray exclusive bundles now at coopersdell.com. Smirch alert, smirch alert, motherfucker, smirch alert. Go to smodcast.com slash smerchandise to get your official Jay and Silent Bob iPhone 4 cases from Casemate. Choose from three different snoogerific designs. We got soft ones and hard ones. Hey, I'm talking about the cases, bitch. All emblazoned with your favorite Smodco icons, Jay and Silent Bob. Snag your iPhone 4 case for $39.99 and protect the precious smodcast.com slash smerchandise yo Canada Jay and Silent Bob are gonna be royally mounting you December 7th in Vancouver December 8th Edmonton December 9th Calgary December 10th Saskatoon and December 11th Winnipeg their comedic maple syrup's gonna be gushing all over your timbits. 
How's that for a visual, eh? Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live in the Great White North. Linky links to tickets at smodcast.com slash get old in Canada. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir, ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. This is Matt Pad with Will Wilkins. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. We're going to play a fun game right now. I just learned something new about Trent. Trent. Yes. I'm going to start a timer. I want you to go to one end of your house and then back to where you are. Okay. okay. Ready? Go. So now Trent is is going to the opposite end of his home, the house that he owns, and he's coming back. Okay. Let's see how long this takes. So far, we're five, six seconds in. Okay. Hey, I'm back. That was eight seconds. <laughs> yeah. If I were to do the same thing, I'd have to go down a set of stairs. Just wow. Right. So how yeah. how big is your place? Uh, well, it's it's upstairs, downstairs, separated, duplex. Um. Okay. So I, I, I forgot the square footage. So did you just go to the other side of the house, or did you? I don't understand. Did where did you go? You right I now. Right from, now, you're in the studio. Yeah, so I went from the east end to the west end of my house. Okay. Yeah. That's completely I'm, I'm, I'm a little out of breath, too. <laughs> I'm, like, pretending to be like, yeah, Will, that's... <sighs> <sighs> okay. Well, that's acceptable. So, yeah. what, so what's going on in Utah? It's snowing, man. Well, tell me more. Tell me everything about oh. it. Ugh. Remember how a couple of weeks ago that you were bitching that it was too warm and that you're like, oh, I just, you know, it shouldn't be 80 degrees in the fall. You're a dick, man. It's like 20 degrees here right now. No. Will? Will? What? Are, are you there? Yeah. Do you remember saying that? No. You did. What I, exactly what did I say? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what you said, but it was something along the lines of, 
you know, it's, it's just too warm for fall. Yeah. And, and, and our fall, you know, here in Utah lasted at least four hours. So you're saying that it, 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 wow, only four hours? Winter is here, my friend. So the fall just kind of came and went really quick, like a car passing by on the freeway. And in its wake, winter just hit hardcore. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Like, like I, like my neighbor's trees fell over because they've still got all their leaves and everything on them, packed it with snow. They crashed down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know earlier in the week, I've been given uh, one of the things you guys got to be thankful for if you listen to the show is the fact that you're not a co-host of mine because <laughs> all I do is continuously barrage, uh, Trent's cell phone with messages all the time. <laughs> Cause I'm always calling like for the love of God, pick up the phone. Things. Which is which is where Will Calls came from on my YouTube channel. With the, Yeah, so it, it just, it constantly happens. And finally, uh, out of the ether, I get a text message from Trent showing me a picture of everything buried under inches of snow. And he said, sorry, been a little busy. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, yeah, the snow was falling, couldn't answer the phone. <laughs> sorry, yeah, you know, all that snow just couldn't. Is all, that, all that blinding white, I didn't know how to answer a phone anymore. It just didn't make any sense to me, Trent. So is there any way you can please try and make me understand why the seven inches of snow that fell in Utah would um, make it impossible for you to answer your phone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, as you know, I, I have tenants uh, that, that live below me. So I'm sure they just heard me sprinting around the house. Um, <laughs> but, you know. As a landlord, it's my duty to make sure that they their parking is is cleared off and that the sidewalks are clear and and everything. So I was shoveling snow. Okay, so answer the phone. How long exactly does it take you to shovel snow? It's a lot of snow, Will. It's a lot of snow. Why don't you just admit the fact that when we're not on the air, you have no need for me? (laughs) Why don't you just admit that right here and right now in front of everybody? I can't. I, I I can't do it. Yeah, you could. You can just simply say that will. Don't need them. <laughs> Go ahead. I think I I think uh the first part of uh, the the introduction to the show got cut off somehow. Never. Not yeah. at all. Uh, apparently the first word I I said in the Twitter stream, which if you want to follow along, it's hashtag #netheads. Um the the first thing everyone heard was you're a dick. <laughs> exactly. That's the way it should be every single week. <laughs> We just just telling you or the listeners that they're dicks. You know, let me let me give you a little little insight, Trent. Okay, about podcasting. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, good because we're a podcast about. You, you realize podcast. we're doing two things at once here every single week. One, yeah, we go out live, but what we're also doing is we're recording a podcast, and what that means is that everything else after the podcast portion is gravy. So, like, let's right. say, for example, we're we're doing the show, and suddenly you fall off of the broadcast, and then right. I've got to get you back on the broadcast. I've got two things. I can say, oh, well, I lost Trent, or I can continue to try and fill, and then get Trent back on, and everyone can be transparent to the fa- fact that there was an issue. <laughs> okay? okay? So, you know, like, bringing up on the podcast might not necessarily be a good thing, because sure. it's not germane to somebody listening later. Right. And it makes us look like incompetent twits. Which we're not. Right. So if, say, for example, we weren't broadcasting until the point where you said you, you're you a dick, 
or I did. One of us did. Yeah. It just might not be something to bring up on, you know, while we're going on the show. It's probably just best to continue on like there's nothing happening. But what's happening? I don't even know what you're talking about. Too late now, man. It's it's on the permanent record. <laughs> it's on it's already bad enough that there's that lag while I was trying to figure out what was going on and I thought maybe you'd pick up on the cue when I said, "Tell me all about winter." You know, tell oh, me all about the weather yeah. in Utah. That's like me throwing yeah. a pass and you're running to catch it and you got it and you're running with the ball. I didn't know if you were, like, eating dinner or what was going on. Either way, it's clearly a cry for help, Trent. (laughs) But no, instead of catching the ball, Trent's just like, oh, look, a pretty girl in the stands, and the ball bounces, and it all goes to shit. Hit from the side, and it's all over. Hold on, I got the perfect way to remedy all this. (laughs) This is not bad. With Will Wilkins. Another edition of Deadheads, everyone. Welcome. My name is Will. My name is Trent. You want to take part in the program? You can. Just throw the hashtag NetHeads onto your tweet. And if you follow that same hashtag thingamajig, you can see what other people are saying about the show, too. Also, if you want to give us a call, it's 866-610-9455 or the other magical number if you're local, 925-BUY-ONE-ELK. Somebody on somebody earlier in the tweet stream said what we should do is we should say, hey, dial buy one elk, get two netheads. <laughs> I think that's catchy. I kind of like that. It made me yeah. feel good. It does. Yeah. Because it's good yeah. to have hooks, you know, when you're trying to get in there and do some things. It's nice. Yeah. I like having hooks. It's good. <laughs> so anyway, Trent, how are things in Utah? Oh, it's it's cold and snowy, Will. <laughs> cold and snowy? Tell me more about it, Trent. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Because, you know, just a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how the fall weather really hasn't fallen here, and it's just too warm. So what have things been like in Utah? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm just asking you to talk about Utah. Please, continue. <laughs> Get, do you need a moment to gain some composure? I don't understand. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it snowed a whole bunch. Really? Hey, you know, Trent, I just thought of a really awesome game to play. Something I found out right before we went on air. All right. What we're gonna yeah. do is, what I want you to do, Trent, I want you to get up and I want you to run to the other side of your house. Okay. And back, because I wasn't aware of this. I wasn't aware of the true size of your home. Okay, ready? Okay. Yeah. No, wait. Hold on a second. Oh. Okay, go. Now, the reason why we're doing this is because beforehand, right before the show started, I'm like, hey, Trent, you know, okay, we're about to go. He's like, hold on, be right back. I'm going to, I'm going to refill my drink. And I'm like, oh, God. Cause, you okay, know, I'm back. Oh, my gosh. So that was 12 seconds, <laughs> which theoretically could have been four seconds longer than another time you may have done this in the past. Yeah, it just depends on which route I take sometimes. Oh, okay. If you have to hop over the dog or anything like that? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Well, Sherman was in the way, so I had to take an extra turn. Now, the funny thing is, if I were to cut off the beginning of this show and we just went with, uh, in case you're hearing this after the fact and I decided to cut the first 13 minutes, uh, we have done an artificial start, which means that of all the people listening live and playing the drinking game, they're now officially obliterated. <laughs> yeah, it's over. They are they're hammered, they're drunk. They are off kilter. 
So sorry about that, folks. But now, if I were to do the same exercise, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd come back winded because that's like a flight and a half of stairs and and everything. So it was just funny because with you saying like, I'm gonna go refill my drink. I'm like, oh great, it's gonna be like another two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Before we can get started, come on, man, are you killing me? Nope, that's that's not how I roll, man. Yeah. And by the way, there isn't gonna be any spilled lemonade on today's show because uh, we've got the uh, heavy glass oh, mug. No, the heavy glass oh. mug. The, which is using... damn near impossible to knock over. Oh, did I really just say that? Are you challenging yourself that that that, that blatantly? Apparently, I am. <laughs> it is just my heart's desire to spill. It's kind of weird, actually, when you think about it. Within the the very few uh, months that we've been on the air now, we have two podcasts with the name Lemonade in the title. Which is fine. That makes... I mean, why wouldn't there be? That's probably 50% more than... Uh, no, never mind. That's a bad number. It's 100% but, more than other shows on the internet that might have, unless, you know, of course, it's like Lemonade Inc. Yeah. They yeah, may it's, have, it's, they may the have whole Lemonade Brewing Association for Lemonade. Oh, Lord. Um, but we've only got one episode with nipples in it that I'm aware of. That is true. For the title. So. But the great thing is for search engine optimization, that is going to be our best show that's going to be Googled. Oh, yeah. That, there is definitely a ton of, uh, uh, Le- of are, lemonade nipple fetishes that have yeah, been, because you know what? That's just thing. Once you can find that that niche market, man, that's that's when you can really reel them in. The for all the, for all the I, 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 I don't fetishes. I don't I don't really talk about this very often. Um, I was well, you know, Trent and I have done another podcast in the past as well. Correct. Uh, and on that. Um, one of the things we did is we interviewed. Well, I know I've interviewed. Were you ever part of it? Yeah, you were in one of the yeah, interviews. Yeah, I, I was. But, uh, this Knutson. was like the first time you interviewed him, I think. Yeah. So shortly after Clerks Two, I got to interview Zach Knutson, uh, which is, uh, you know, he's the donkey fucker in in Clerks Two. <laughs> Kinky Kelly. Yeah. So I, you know, labeled the title, which with one of my favorite lines from the whole movie, which is, you know, it's interspecies erotica, fucko, or something like that. Along those lines. I'm blanking on it now because I'm on the microphone. Right. And so <clears throat> I put that in the title. The number one item that my radioaskew.com website was searched on or that return what people would come to based on that result was interspecies erotica, <laughs> which is both an amazing lesson in search engine optimization and a terrifying lesson in the true nature of the Internet. Well, I mean, uh, let's be honest. That's that's why we have the Internet. This oh. podcasting and, and 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 you know changing the world that's all just a byproduct of porn oh lord well you know that's one of the one of the ways uh for example actually i don't think it's true with the whole fight between blu-ray and hd dvd oh right uh, but early yeah. on you could tell when something would be uh the popular video method uh, because like with vhs and beta the porn industry went with vhs not beta and sure enough, right. boom. But, uh, you know, the more titles started going Blu-ray than HD DVD, uh, amazingly enough, that's the way the, the industry went as well. So, yep. Not, I mean, the, the movie industry overall, not just little one. It's just interesting little <laughs> lessons. Cause let's face it, folks, the internet would not be around today if it still weren't for pornography. Oh, yeah. It would have folded in on itself. Because I think it's all, I think the internet is secretly funded by porn. Like it, Facebook doesn't want to admit it, but they're riding on the coattails of Vivid Entertainment. Something <laughs> along those lines, you know? That's my uh, little paranoid belief. I'm all messed up. I'm sorry. I, I love that you know Vivid. 
Well, uh, what do you what do you mean? N- nothing. I, what's look? If you want to talk educated about something, you got to know some terms. <laughs> okay, okay. That's all I'm saying. So, Trent, I gotta admit, I I don't. I, we do a lot of TV talk. We're supposed to be talking about technology. Yeah, but. I, I feel vindicated in a way, and I, I hate to talk about the, the, the Walking Dead early in the show. Right. But uh, the writers went the exact direction I was hoping they would go. If mm-hmm. you saw the last two minutes of last week's episode, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the way I was expecting it. What I was expecting is uh, – well, okay, first of all, let's get – spoiler, if you don't want to hear it, cover your ears for the next five seconds. La, 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 la. Herschel's keeping zombies in the barn. Yep. Plain and simple. He's keeping the undead. And the reason why in the comic books is because he's a God-fearing man and he believes that these people could be cured. Exactly. You know, Eventually, when it, everything comes back to normal. Yeah, they'll find a cure. It'll be fine. Tell that to the guy that split in half and fell in the well, but whatever. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm, even if I were a, a, oh. a God-fearing man, I would think that once I saw that, it'd be like, well, yeah, there's no cure in this. Yeah, there's no God. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. There could be. I mean, come on. This is a Lord. That, look at look at the Bible, my friend. The famine, plague, a flood, wiping out humanity. Well, that's true. And Jesus was the first zombie. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Uh, I always love it on Facebook. Easter comes around. People, Happy Zombie Jesus yeah, Day. Exactly. <laughs> oh, like oh, that's gonna you know, that's. Having been raised Catholic, that's just a little too much. Anyway, uh, so Herschel's keeping zombies in the barn. And the way I was thinking it was going to happen is I thought, because, you know, the previews were showing them getting all up in arms about a walker coming on the property. Right. And so I thought it was going to be the kind of thing where Herschel comes running out and knocks somebody with his cane to stop the shot from killing the walker. But no, instead it was the Asian guy was going to get some nookie. And, it, and he's like, hey, let's go fool around in the hay. Literally. <laughs> and he instead he gets up there. And the thing that I love is when he's going up in the bar and he waves his hand in front of his face because he smells something bad. And in this yeah. day and age, that's not a warning sign for you, pal. Yeah. And you still go in there yeah. like, oh, okay. You still keep going. Come on. Nah. I, I'm glad that they finally, because I felt like Glenn has had such a small role this season compared to last. Oh, yeah. Glenn there. That's his name. And uh, I'm I'm glad that he he's getting a little nooky, you know. He deserves it. Well, that's the same way it happened in the comic book. He started hooking up with the right. with the farmer's daughter. Big cliche, but whatever. <laughs> who who doesn't want to hook up with the farmer's daughter? I've seen some farmer's daughters, and I'm married. Well, I was so just, me. I was just going to say anyone that actually knows a farmer's daughter. Yeah, well, because they're not like they are in the movies <laughs> or the dirty jokes. Um. So, yeah, I was glad to see that happen because in the comics, that was a really excellent, like, uh, kind of a plot point. Cause, right. you know, it, 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 in the comics, that led to the entire group basically leaving Herschel's farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not over that, that issue, but as things, you know, played out. And in the comics, one of the things was like, I think it was one of the, one of the, I don't want to call them people. One of the undead in the barn was Herschel's son. So you can right. kind of understand where his thinking went, you know, down that path. So I can kind of get it. Well, and, and look at Shaun of the Dead. You know, when, when the world gets back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> they, they keep one chained up to us so they can play video games with. Yeah. Well, that, that's not just one. That was his best friend. Right. But, but right. they were well, also, a- they were also great at menial repetitive labor. Cause you remember they had the one bringing in the shopping carts. Oh yeah. That's right. 
By the way, can I just tell you guys how much I love Shaun of the Dead? I once a year I got to put that movie in because it is just so darn amusing and and good. And for for me, it's usually because it'll run on I don't know FX or or some you know cable network, and then I'll be like, I want to go back and watch it for realsies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I want to go. I want to go see the real language in it. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. I don't like this fake language they edit in. Because the, them British, they talk dirty. Yeah, and it's and it's totally cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm just like it's it's not frowned upon as it is here as much. I think we're okay with it. That's you how know. I justify it. Yeah, the way they throw yeah. around the word "cunt" like it's nothing. <laughs> yes, it's exactly it's, where I was just, headed. You're just messing with your chum when you call him that. It's no big deal. <laughs> Woo. With, your with your chum. Uh, like your, oh, like, like your friends or sorry, what? Von Von Cleef just said, uh, <laughs> "Wow, way to cut your listeners by making fun of farmers and Jesus." Because because if there's anything people would want to be drawn to, you know, if I'm a farmer and I'm looking for podcasts or live programming to listen to, I'm going to go for the technology one. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that's going to be I'm, relevant. And, I, and if I'm a Jesus freak, I'm going to check out that uh, that Smodcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, Stu62 points out, you've got red on you as my spontaneous spontaneous phrase of choice. That's the one that I keep waiting for an opportunity to use. You've got red on you? Yeah, you got red on you. Because, you know, you got the the pen leaks, and then later on, it's blood. You got red on you. (laughs) Uh, But still, you know, it's just, it's what that is. I don't know about you. I go, I spend a lot of my day just trying to find ways to use lines from movies in everyday life. Oh, right. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm serious. That's very important to me. I don't know why. I don't know why it's one of those things that drives me. Other than the fact that I'm a big fat nerd. Well, like one of my favorites, and, and you'd be surprised at how often you can use it, uh, especially in the workplace, is the don't get cocky kid. Oh yeah, that one's wonderful. Um, kind of hard to use. Sometimes a little socially awkward, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's, that one's a good one. You, you can now, bust only, it out at, they like your, Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> it's your Monday morning staff meeting, you know, when the intern's saying something about they did or whatever, and you're like, you know, don't get cocky, kid. Yeah, you see, that works with an in intern. Place. But, you know, I don't know. With It's all political correctness now and the all HR people suing whatever. You, right. It's like you can't even talk to people anymore at work. So, so what's the word you could use instead of cocky? You can I don't know. Ask George Lucas. He'd find a way to fuck that line up, too. <laughs> Let's adjust that to sell more toys while we can, well, shall we, George? Last what night... Think, what I was thinking we could do um, would maybe change the word from cocky <clears throat> to, to... Chalky. To, don't uh, get chalky, Chalky. Kid. Don't get chalky, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what does Mary have to say on Twitter? Uh, to live up to how you guys think the British talk, bloody Twitter is being a cunt tonight. Grr. There you go. And oh, let me tell you something. That's one of those things you don't realize is that that bloody can be considered a hard. You know, it's kind of like the equivalent. Of, well, at least the way I perceive. Let me put it this way: but saying bloody, you know, like the the bloody bank is pissing me off, something like that, right? Okay. It, it, let's say in a Christian community, that's kind of like the equivalent of, of using the term hell. That's what I pick up on the vibe as, uh, because there was I remember people kind of getting up in arms when. Um, Matt Smith's doctor took, you know, took rain in Doctor Who. And uh-huh. somebody in the show had said, had used the term bloody. And they're like, they're using bloody in a kid's show? I'm like, wow, really? Is that harsh? 
yeah, I don't think it was that bad that, at all. I, I wouldn't think so. Is that, is that like, because I remember a time when it seemed like sucks was taboo, you know? <laughs> Z Digital 13 says, don't get Utah, kid. <laughs> I like that. Uh, the question uh, currently tabled is, have we seen Attack the Block yet? And sadly, no, I have not seen Attack the Block yet. Um, and neither have I either. But uh, that's it's on the docket. I mean, yeah, it's it, on the it, list. It needs to happen. It's on the list of things to do. By the way, oh, sorry, did we did we round up the? Uh, well, we can talk Walking Dead later uh, tonight. Actually, if yes. you if you did not see the Talking Dead tonight, and you're listening to this the podcast later, uh, Kevin Smith's actually going to be on it tonight. Yeah, he's one of these special guests. Which is kind of uh, like the first episode, it was kind of cool because the guests were kind of relevant. Now it's just like, because, you know, what, what connection does he have other than the fact that he's got a, a well, he likes The Walking Dead. And, right. And he's got a show that's going to be following the back end of the season, uh, right. you know, in February. But, you know, hey. You think cool, he's let him plug it? Let him promote. Yeah, All I was going to say it. The self serving guy, you know. Part right. of me just hopes he's wearing the the Sir hockey jersey when he does it. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, why uh, wouldn't he? Huh? He'll it, it's it'll be well. It wouldn't surprise me if he's wearing the puck you either. Yeah, he's got different variants, you know, right? Because it, but it's all the uh, the Oilers colors. So Edmonton Oilers, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know hockey. Don't tell him <laughs> I'll get fired. <laughs> Shit, can't believe I just said that on the air. Cut like he ever off. listens to netheads. Cut you off. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I think I decided on the gaming system, Trent. Xbox, right? Yes, sir. I think <laughs> we're going to go and Xbox. Is it because of the Xbox television? No, I don't even. What's that all about? Tell me more. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, just this past Wednesday, uh, Microsoft announced that Wednesday. they are going. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Nah, no, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, they're going to be having uh, uh, TV on the Xbox. So that's Just regular coming. old TV? Yep, programming includes channels from TV providers like Comcast, Xfinity TV, and Verizon's FiOS. Uh, FiOS? I don't know. I don't have Verizon here. FiOS, meaning F F little I. Yes. Big O, big S. Okay. FiOS. 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 E. I'm not gonna say it again. FiOS. FiOS. Oh Lord. Look, get with the program, will you? FiOS. Never mind. He's not even listening to me anymore. Uh, now you just but lost yeah, your Canadian no, it's, listeners. It's, well, what did I say against Canadian? Oh, uh, hockey. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but they, and I don't know, uh, if it was ever said whether or not, but it's kind of looking like they might even be able to do an a la carte programming for it. Hmm. So let's say you want, you know, this station, this, the one and that one, but you don't want, you know, the 800 channels of home shopping. Mm hmm. Um, if they're able to pull it off, man, that's that's going to be a huge game changer. Well, you know, the long term goal, you know, at least right now where the where the puck is going is going to be not the majority of the business of any content provider is going to have to originate in getting Internet in people's homes. That's going to be the main thing. That's the way it's going. I mean, just now the other day I saw an ad from uh, my AT&T U-verse. That now what they'll have is a wireless receiver. So, you know, you don't have to have coax near where you want to put your TV. They'll have a wireless receiver uh, cable box. Oh, really? So that way you can put it anywhere. What does that really mean? 
It's just doing wireless internet for everything in the house or for, right. you know, for transmission to that television. I mean, are you, uh, but is that going to slow down any type of streaming speeds? You think that is the interesting thing that I would like to benchmark. I'm really tempted to get one. Yeah. Just to, just to see where it's at. Yeah, exactly. See what really happens. You know, what's going to, what's, how is that going to affect the transmission in my house? Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, and not only that, I mean, there's, there's a, what, what frequency does Wi-Fi run on? What frequency? Yeah. Well, it depends on which one you're using. Right. You know? Well, well, that's what I'm saying is, is there, is there a chance that there's going to be, you know, it'll be slowed down even more by other, uh, devices you have in your house? Or anything like that. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Well, and plus wireless, there's, there's, it's susceptible, excuse me, to so many things. And plus, I have very little faith in it because my house, if they wanted to use a test, uh, case for how much can you push this box to its limit. Right. You know, in my house at any one given time, I have like eight wireless devices and I'm having to restart the wireless service all the time. Because suddenly it just doesn't want to give out IP addresses anymore. Because, oh, really? Sorry to really nerd out, but, you know, like maybe a lease has expired or hasn't expired on an IP address, but it doesn't want to issue something new to that device anymore, so it doesn't consider the device, device a valid device for the network anymore. Oh, okay. You know, or as some people just heard that, banana, 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 device, banana, banana, banana. <laughs> Router Ninja um, <laughs> says, now all they need is a receiver that won't erase everything on my DVR when it reboots. Holy shit, that must suck. Say it again. Um, for, so for Router Ninja on, on the Twitters, every time he resets his, his receiver, yeah. it's gone on the DVR. Everything's, is off the hard drive. I would kill somebody. I, wow. seriously, I, that would be grounds for, wow. Your Honor, we should let this man off. All of his content was gone. Yeah. Like, I, there's, there's times when I'm months behind on certain programs. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's no way I could do that. Or like some people will like with the Sons of Anarchy. I know I think it was Jason Muse. They were saving up like six episodes so that way they could sit down and just have a marathon. Knock it out. Yeah. And I prefer to watch Dexter that way as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I think it was on the last podcast. I got my my 90 minute shows confused because I said The Walking Dead was having a 90 minute show. And it was actually our good old friends Sons of Anarchy. Oh, they were right. having a yeah, special the, yeah. mm-hmm. 90 minute show, which 90 minute show coupled with the fact that instead of a 13 episode season, it's a 14 episode season. It's, right. If, unless you count the fact that the extra time in the season premiere and last week's episode really didn't fill too much story up. Oh, it's almost like we've had 15 episodes this season when all is said and done. Right. Cause you know, you figure 90 minute, 90 minute and an extra episode. That's a lot of, a lot of storytelling. They're just cranking out and not to mention. Halfway through the season, they knew they had a pickup for next season. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that really, uh, Trent, I got to tell you, in the way of Sons of Anarchy, that gets me all tingly excited because it means that there is <laughs> so much story that he wants to tell, so many things that he feels has to get out now. Right. I can't wait. I can't well, now, wait. Kurt Sutter said, did he design it to be a seven, seven, um, season? There was an story inter- arc there, there was an interview a little while back where he said he could he he envision yeah his vision is that he sees it as like a seven season story okay so, and so which would put us in season four right now right in right. the heart of it you know we're kind of in that that magical middle season where things start to turn because you got one through three then you got five through seven on the back end 
And, yeah. and, you know, let's face it, they're really setting stuff up with Clay. They oh really my. are. Well, yeah, it's to the point where you're like, he's, he can't survive this season. No, he is, he is, it, it, in terms of going to the dark side, he has definitely seemed to have crossed a line. So much so, I don't know if you noticed it, but there was the, uh, the literal closing of the doors, it felt like on his and, and Gemma's relationship by, you know, them closing the, the doors. Right. Behind one another. They were like looking at each other. She's in the teller whatever motors and he's in the clubhouse. And, you know, she just steps in the office and closes the door. And then he closed the door. So they physically yeah. closed the door and for a metaphorical and possibly closing of the door on their relationship. Um, oh, hell, I had something to ask you, Will. Son of a bitch. Cause I know I read in an article that, that, um, Kurt Sutter had said that, you know, the severity of what happened in the episode of Hands. Was right. to kind of emphasize to everyone or to, to hit the point home for everyone that really Clay really has gone too far in his, in his quest for survival. Well, yeah. I mean, it, because at least when he killed, uh, you know, John Toller, it was because of Gemma. It was, it was out of, you know, supposedly for love. Well, plus and, and, they were, it was almost like they were working in collusion. Right. You know, right. He was doing something that would endanger the way that they envisioned their way of life. Exactly. You yeah. Know, so it's, we don't want to go. We don't want to go. You know, just snapping at table scraps, running a crappy repair shop. Right. We want money right. from running guns, man. Well, that and um, also interesting, the fact that uh, Kurt Sutter is obviously writing himself out of the script this season. Uh huh. Um. So as as he's pushed up his character's. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, electrocution or however they're gonna if lethal injection well i think that's just a suspense filled point because you'll notice he said i'll tell you everything in this last episode big auto right which by the way you remember in the first season he was big auto and right. then and then after the first season they just refer to him as auto auto yeah like when did that transition happen so much so that in the episode where uh uh giving back i think is the name of the episode that my wife is getting caught up and so we're watching the first season. And so, like, yesterday she got to find out what it means to make the choice between fire or knife. Oh, and, right. Uh, but so much so that in that whole, you know, uh, a taste of charming festival that Gemma was uh, holding, someone right. was wearing a T-shirt that said, Save Big Auto. I'm like, I caught oh, that. Really? Like, hey, that's funny. Oh, I totally didn't even catch that. Yeah. Well, no, because you're just, like, watching everything else that goes on. Um <laughs> But that first season, you know, it it seemed like Otto was uh, – he was big Otto. So yeah. Then he diminished him. But what they got going on this season with him, you'll notice in the last episode, he said, you know, I'll tell you everything, but I'm not signing it until this part is in the deal. Yeah, so that's that's Lenny. He wants Lenny to get more uh, rights and, in uh, yeah. prison. And it's not the first time that we've seen this. Technically speaking, he did a full-on confession in I think it was the first season. You remember? And then no. when it, and then when it came to the point of signing, he beat the shit out of the ATF agent. Oh, that's right. So, you yes. know, you can you can put whatever you want down on paper, but it doesn't matter until somebody signs. Right. So, I feel like they're building up an artificial bit of suspense cuz he's telling the stories and and Bobby's got to go up and tell Otto. You right. Know, that was the thing that they set up. So, is it like is he going to sign before he tells Otto or what? Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. he's already so, he's already told Otto to his face that he was banging his wife. But he also told him that he'd killed um, Yeah, they took care of it. Yeah. 
So, so I, my guess is he'll go back, tell him what really happened, and then obviously he won't sign anything. Well, Mike Bjork seven hundred two says I think that Otto is bluffing. I'm not sure he's going to rat on Sam Crow. You know, no. that's the whole thing. I don't know. I really don't know. He may have been pushed too far because he's like, you know, I'm already. I don't have anybody that I'm looking out for on the outside anymore because he doesn't. Everything he was doing was to the benefit of his wife, Luann. Right. That's true. You know, like when they tried to the, – the first time when he was asking the club to protect Chucky, his share of the protection money was to go straight to Luann. Right. You know, he lived for Luann. That was it. Now Luann's gone and he's just got the club and the club lies to him. So I don't know, man. Yeah, well, and, and he sacrificed everything. Like, like, what was one of the things he'd asked for? Uh, he wanted to see an, an eye doctor so he could, uh, read a little bit better yeah. before he died. You before know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what he's looking forward to in life. Yeah, exactly. He just wants to read some books and then check out. Yeah. Oh, the storytelling is getting, if folks, if you aren't watching Sons of Anarchy and you have a Netflix account, you've been thinking, I want to get it. into it. Do you, it. All three seasons, I believe now, the first three seasons yep. are all on Netflix. And just so check them if, out. If you're in the States and you've got Thanksgiving coming up, you're not going to work on Friday, just do it. Sit down yeah. and do it. Each episode is 45 minutes, so get yourself a nice piss jug and <laughs> and get settled in, baby. That's all I'm saying. Hey, yeah, if I, if I can do it with Breaking Bad, you guys can do it with Sons of Anarchy. Uh, let's see now. Uh, Andy Best 2 says, I'm in China and can't get anything, even need a VPN to see this because oh. it's banned officially. Oh, well, wow. That is some hardcore listening. Andy, my, my heart goes out to you because that sucks. Yeah. Some, uh, what does that say? Oh. What is that? That's, uh, Saxmod says, uh, I think Kurt Sutter is trying to get out of sitting in the makeup chair for every episode. Well, he, oh my gosh. Auto's yeah. not in every episode, but. Otto's makeup and I think extra tattoos possibly. I'm not sure. I think he said though that every time Otto is on screen, he's got to sit in the makeup chair for three hours. See, if if I were him, I just would have uh, filmed him himself in two days for the entire season. Yeah, there you go. Just like, so you guys can hash it out. I'm just gonna get my shit done. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Uh, I personally, I think there's a side of him that enjoys being on camera, though. I know I, I mean, look, I built a radio network and then I'm lucky enough to sit here and, and talk on it. And, and Right. And, you know, like my wife even said for next week or or for today, because, God, I had so much going on today. She's like, you want to just run a repeat? I'm like, no. <laughs> and she said, why not? And the worst part is I don't have an answer. There's, it's just like, well, because that's not what we do. Yeah. Yeah. But why that's, not? I mean, I, that's, trust me, pal. I've seen the numbers. Why not? It's a valid question. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't give up on the show, Trent. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I've got so much going on. on by Sunday the way, night. if you just tuned in, you're listening to NetHeads here on Smodcast Internet Radio. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. If you want to take part in the program, you can hashtag NetHeads on Twitter. Or you can give us a call at 8666109455. I was told I said those too fast last week. So. Yeah, there, yeah. So. 866-610-9455 or 925-BY-1-ELK, which is a 289-1350. Ooh, excuse me, 55. Got the hiccups. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, let's see. Get yourself a piss jug for Thanksgiving. New definite definition of a pecan pie, Will. <laughs> Thank you, Venator. Uh, hey, I was going to recommend a good holiday movie for you guys, and I don't mean Christmas if you haven't seen it yet. Um, oh, I'm, I'm guessing it's, uh, it's, uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, really? I, I don't know. It's, it's like, that's, 
I watched it last Thanksgiving, and it was awesome. Yeah. Really? No, it was terrible, but it was hilarious. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. I Somet- mean, sometimes you watch a movie that is just so bad because oh. it's so bad. It, in fact, maybe I'll throw this out there. If there's any netheads that would like to do a Netflix party um, and watch Thanksgiving this week sometime, let me know. Because I that would be oh, that's that's the way I watched it last time. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, it just sounds so bad. Just in the there's some titles that just let you know it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, when the turkey starts killing things, oh, it's fantastic. Lord. I'll uh, if you're if you're following along right now on Twitter, I'll put a link up to it because oh, <laughs> it's great. Caper <laughs> Gromel, you said Christmas before December. Now you must choose fire or knife. <laughs> <laughs> Last, I, my wife, after watching that episode, she just turned to me and said, "I'm not sure I like this show anymore." <laughs> that's she's all that's horrible. You know, you can die from that. Yeah, yeah. Well, but then again, I mean, really, that was. Uh, at which point I just turned around like, yeah, couldn't they have just like brought in a, you know, uh, a tattoo artist to just do it right there? Ugh. Like what? Because if you think about it, who are they sending this message to? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah. it's one thing if you've got a guy like let's say it's a guy that owes the club money and he knows a bunch of guys. OK, you break right. his legs. So that way you're sending a message to him that you're not messing around and everybody else as well. Because they're like, yeah, Will owed Sam Crow money. Look, he's gotten his kneecaps have been busted. You know, he, he can't walk for like six weeks now. Right. You better pay Sam Crow. But but with that episode in giving back, it was about a guy that was kicked out of the club that granted right. they had a legitimate beef of, but they kicked him out of the club anyway. And he didn't. OK, he didn't follow the rules and he didn't get the tattoo blacked out that was on his back. Right. But but That's... by by burning him horribly. Who are they sending a message to on that one? To him? They've already kicked him out of the club. It's 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 about pride, Will. I'll it's, take it's your a, word for it. I, that's it's, just it's a disconnect in my head, my friend. I well, don't get because, it. Be, because they, they gave him a chance and he didn't take it. So that's like a slap in their face, you know, saying, you know, I'm not going to do what you tell me to mm-hmm. type thing. And so he's, you know, that's that's his outward uh, uh, rebellion right there. Because uh, a couple episodes ago when they were in uh, Tucson, I think it was Tucson. Yeah. Um, that one guy that they got that asked to get out of the club or whatever he had his covered up oh like, yeah within, in the current in the current season yeah he didn't yeah with, within like a week of leaving the club he no longer he's got them all covered up yeah he didn't mess around man well i guess that's uh okay i stand corrected the message is sent because they're like yeah man uh up and charming kyle did not black out you hear about him hospital yeah. eight weeks for recovery yeah. So never mind. Just laying, laying on his stomach. Never mind. Message. I'm trying to apply logic to an outlaw motor club. Dumb me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Apply the logic that it's okay to, to uh, you know, commit adultery as long as you're out on a ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what happens on the road, Trent. Come on. <laughs> if you've got a Harley and you're on the road, you, I mean, you live by that code, right, Trent? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can, I can definitely, yeah, relate to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Venator 2000 says, so Will, has your daughter dissed you again this week? Mommy, I don't know what you see in him. He's just not funny. No, she hasn't. But I will tell you what happened today. Trent, I don't know what happened in my head, but a switch flipped. Okay. Because um the Halloween decorations were taken down. Right. And I think it was on last week's show. I'm like, hey, one holiday at a time, right? Right. But 
uh, my home that we've lived in now for over a year, uh, that still, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do around here. And there are some areas where there's just not a lot of decoration, not a lot of, uh, of, of decorative home. I don't know what you call it. You know, when you put Nick fancy. Next. Yeah, exactly. Right. But my wife has this abundant snowman collection that I enjoy seeing. I enjoy the snowmen. They make me happy. What can I say? <laughs> and my mom is also coming to visit. So okay. I'm like, you know what? Why don't we, why don't we put up the tree early? Let's just put up the tree. Let's just put it up. Let's bring out the Christmas decorations. The hell with everything I said. Let's put up the tree. So we're out and, you know, my wife's got decoration ideas for the tree this year. And I have an abundance of my own ornaments. Okay. You know, Marvin the Martian, Batman, Spider-Man. I got a Borg cube, various different incarnations of the Enterprise, a Voyager. <laughs> you know, even the, the shuttle Galileo from the first one. Sure. From the original series. I've got all these ornaments. Now, I don't want to put a label on them, but let's just say, for hypotheticals, my family were to call them my nerd ornaments. Which you're entitled to have. Okay, but let's just say they call them that. Well, last night we're in the Target, because we know I love putting the in front of things. I don't know why sure. I did that. Sorry. Uh, but because in, I do it all the time. Yeah, so we're in Target, and we're back by the decorations, because my wife wants to get some things for the ideas she has. And I see that they've got this little uh, six-foot tree for 20 bucks. 20 oh. bucks, Trent. $20. But, Come on. I mean, was, was, it, was it full? Was it? What do you mean? It's just, was... who cares? It's a six-foot tree for 20 bucks. Because <laughs> here's the thing. My house has some interesting but weird architectural design things. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, you know, on the first floor, there's this little recessed area where you could put things for decoration. I don't know why you would. And upstairs, right above it, there's almost a matching one. It's just this useless indentation. There's nothing there. So I figured, you know what would be cool? We put that $20 tree right there. And then I'm okay. like, ooh, and I could put and, my ornaments on that tree. And you, Yeah, exactly. You have, you have your dedicated right. nerd tree. Exactly. Well, as they're going through the ornaments before the show, I just constantly hear my daughter making out the cry. Oh, another nerd one. Another nerd one. <laughs> Another nerd one. I'm like, okay, now this is just getting derogatory. <laughs> At which point she said, couldn't you just say it got bad, Dad? Do you have to use words like derogatory, you nerd? <laughs> got up all in my grill. I couldn't believe that kid. Okay, not really, but still. <sighs> yes, another nerd one. So does that mean that there's like four... Uh, ornaments on the regular tree now oh no my friend i have mentioned on the show many times my wife's favorite holiday is christmas yeah you're you're the you're the halloween guy she's the the christmas gal yeah notice there's nobody i mean there's not people at least i haven't seen them you know you don't see people running around going oh man can't wait to get my thanksgiving decorations out because <laughs> really they're up, they're there's up not for like a week. Yeah, there's not a lot to celebrate to when it comes to Thanksgiving. Really. I mean, when you think about it, because it's Thanksgiving. I mean, what are we right. doing? We're, it's, it's a holiday where we overeat. Well, we're Americans. We're doing that anyway. Yeah. Guess what? That, that's well, yeah, but we got a parade Tuesday. beer and football too. Okay. That's true. You trumped me on that one, pal. That's true. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Instead, let's invite all the family over and that way it's suffering too. Ha ha. <laughs> holiday. <laughs> no. It's not really suffering. Family, I'm kidding. <clears throat> Except for the fact that, like, I'm at the point where everyone else in my family has got 
kids and more kids and and this, that, and the other. And so when everyone makes it back to our parents' house, I sleep on the couch. Oh, there's, fun. There's no, there's no longer room at the end for this guy. Well, but you have your own home, so that's the way it should be. I guess. What are you going to do, man? I don't know. What Sleep happened, on the couch. What happened to your old room? Uh, that's, that's, there's, there will be three grandkids in there. Ah, see? Boy, you've really, you got to get hitched and some kids to up your rep, sir. <laughs> you're just outranked. You're outflanked and outranked. That's your problem. It's true. It's you, true. You're not, how many, uh, how many siblings do you have, Trent? I'm the youngest of four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I've got, I've got four half brothers, so. Yeah. One of them's MIA though. That's a weird thing in your family when you're like, Hey, where's our oldest brother? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> sure. He's, he's, he's in China. He's somewhere. He's on walkabout. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Write him off. He's on the vision quest. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Now let's not get into that story. Uh, but anyway, uh, Oh, by the way, another thing, I think I may have a project for my upcoming Thanksgiving break because I go to work Monday and then I don't work the rest of the week, right? And right. I've got to find something to occupy my time because like I said, my mom's coming to visit. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured out if I'm going to have a nerd tree, I need to have the perfect tree topper, don't I, Trent? Well, I, I think we all know what the obvious tree topper is going to be. Okay, hold on. That's interesting. <laughs> you think you know what it is. Yeah. I am now going to find out how much of a like mind we are. Well, what, as what, much is, as, what is the ideal tree topper, Trent? If you need something to occupy time and with your attention to geek detail, I can only envision you making your own Christmas tree topper TARDIS. Oh, my gosh. He got it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's like you're in my head. How did you know? <laughs> That was even spit take worthy. <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you figure it out? How'd you unlock the code? Well, think about it, man. A, a TARDIS is, it's, it's like a sleeve, man. That's, that's just going to slide right on the top. It is. And it's got the little uh, light right on the very top yep. of it. So it's perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. I need some balsa wood, some dark royal blue paint. Make myself a treetopper TARDIS. <laughs> it's going to be grand. <laughs> Can't wait. <sighs> I'm actually excited about it. How sad is that? Hey, you know what? You've, it's it's the small victories, the little battles we gotta, you know, gets us through. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the, the holidays usually. Yeah. Well, I think the only thing is, yeah, the attention to detail it may very well kill me. This may be the last <laughs> project. What happened to Will? Well, we had to have him committed. But here's the thing, Will. It's it's four sides. There's you know, and it's it's all one color. Well, yeah, but there's three sides you don't need to worry about because let's with the TARDIS, once you have mastered three or once you've mastered the non door side, right? You've got just two other times to have to do that, and it's right. Done. Yeah, so there you go. No, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, it uh, shouldn't be too bad. But going going into like the the holiday season now, I go back to Wyoming for Thanksgiving, which means there's no such thing as Black Friday. Um. So, but where you live, there are targets, there are coals, there are. <laughs> Wait, I'm you know. sorry. I just have to say, one of the TV shows that I'm still enjoying, uh, I don't know why, but I am, is New Girl. Oh, yeah, same. And they had the one guy, the one roommate. Uh, first, they had uh, uh, one of the Wayans, I think it was like uh, Marlon Wayans' son, was uh, was the original he, guy that was a roommate named Coach. 
And, you know, he got on another show, Happy Endings on ABC. So I guess right. he was like had second position on New Girl. So they got you replaced him with another black guy. Uh-huh. And that was one of the things he said is like, cause, you know, Zoe Deschanel is, uh, invite somebody over. What's her name on the, oh, Jess. Jess yes. invites somebody over and they're like, you didn't invite somebody over cause we got plans. We're going to watch football, drink, and then we're going to get up early and go to Black Friday. And he uh-huh. said, or as I like to call it, Friday. Friday. <laughs> Which I laughed probably far more than I should have at. <laughs> but you're saying you don't get any Black Friday. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not an option at all. Literally. Is that because of, of where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the grocery store. Uh huh. And the, the hardware store. So now is there a part of you that, well, wait a minute. Now, if you were, you, if you were back home in Logan, Utah. Right. Yeah. Then, then I'd be all for it. You'd have some options. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I'd have all the, the regular options that everywhere else has, but, but not where I'm going. My question is, yeah. Do you, do you partake? Do you, do you drink uh, the Kool-Aid let me see now. when it comes to Black Friday? Um, I'm going to put this as delicately as possible. As you know, I don't like to use harsh language, but sure. Fuck no. <laughs> I am. So, look, it's the same reason now why I do not drive more than I, I don't drive anywhere to try and find cheaper gas because I sat down and I realized, OK, well, if I go all the way to Costco and I save five cents a gallon, I will have gone 20 minutes out of my way to save one dollar. Right. Yeah. So why would I do that? Because here's the thing. I why do I want to get up at two in the morning to compete with all the assholes that stayed up all night to try and get a shot at this shitty leader TV that I'm not necessarily even going to like. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's your position if you were at home? Okay. Let's say you told the family, hey, guys, sure. thanks. I had a great time. The couch sounds really inviting. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get me some deals. Um, Would you do the, it? Are you a big, here, big like Black Friday kind of guy? Here's the thing. I love deals. I love deals. But there's one thing. That trumps deals in my mind. Yeah. Sleep. There you go. Thank goodness. I'm with you, my friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just, Praise uh, Lord. Pass the when ammunition. I, when I don't have to be up before the butt crack of noon, I don't. I will sleep <laughs> crack as long of as noon. possible. I have a kid. I'm I'm sorry. 8 a.m. That's that's sleeping in time for me. But but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I just I don't see the point. Now there, but you got to imagine there are, there are some people, my friend, that need to take advantage of these deals. You know, like uh, sure. One of the adventures that I went on today, uh, we've had a, a we have an artificial tree in the home. Obviously, we're talking about putting up a tree today. That thing would be half dead by the end of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's like, well, I could have a fire hazard and a tree today, but no. So we have an artificial tree in the house. Or as some people like to call it, fake. Right. Um, I went to go plug it in and like ha- half of the lights on the bottom section were out and half the lights were on the top section were out. And this thing has never worked right after the first year. So I threw in the towel and we went to go find a new tree, which okay. we did. And you've been to my house, Trent. The family room's got those obnoxious faulted ceilings. So we bought a nine right. foot tree because we can fill the space. Why not? Yeah. And then I was looking at the tree and I'm like, you know what? 80% of these lights do actually work. I'm not going to throw this tree out because there may be somebody that, you know, would like to have a tree in their home 
but they can't justify even the 20 bucks on the crappy tree that I'm going to put my, you know, Star Trek ornaments on. So, so this one has got the, uh, the intertwined lights in, yeah. in the branches and everything. Yeah. The pre-lit tree, which means, okay. you know, if this thing doesn't work, it's, it, yeah. Well, it's why, game over, man. Why do you have an entire tree of non-lit lights and new strands on? <laughs> well, I guess that would have been the logical thing to do. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, so, you know, I was going to originally throw the tree out, but instead I, you know, there's like every area has like free cycle. So I'm just going to put it up there. Let somebody come get the tree and take it away. Sure. Cause somebody would like it. Cause really, yeah. it, technically the way the lights are out, it just dictates that's the back of the tree. <laughs> right. That's all. <laughs> which by the way, when I was, when I was shopping for trees, I was very excited to learn, which for an apartment I imagine would be great or a small house, the half tree. Genius. The half tree. The half tree. Trent, it's got a flat side. Oh, so you can put it right up against your wall. Exactly. Genius. Oh, that is smart. Or if you want to get tricky, you can be like, look, it phased in. There's half of it just somewhere in that wall. <laughs> O'Brien really screwed up on this teleportation. Oh, God. That's <laughs> what happens, my friend, because, you know, he hits the sauce. <laughs> nice next generation pull, by the way. Thank anyway, you. Um, um Venator 2000 on the, uh, the hashtag netheads on Twitter, um, just said that your uh, ultimate big project will. Yeah. A TARDIS coffin. Is it time for me to cash in my chips? Why would I do that? Uh, well, that's the thing. You've got to, you've got to start it when you're young and when you're able. Now, the only thing I can think of when you say that, just, it's, it's weird the way my mind works. There's, oh, no. there's <laughs> Here a, we go. Well, I'm just, I'm, it, his comment reminds me that I'm behind on Dexter. Oh, okay. And I know that seems like a weird thing, but if you've watched the show and you watch the season with the Trinity Killer, then John Lithgow at some point is making a coffin because he plans on like ending it all or whatever. Yep. And so that's where the connection is. So like if I were to make a coffin, eh, but no. That, oh, can you imagine? That's just, how sad would that be? Everybody showing up to the, and it, it would be laying on its side. So first of all, it's not screen accurate. <laughs> you know, instantly that it just goes to show why you wouldn't do that. <laughs> the fact that it's not screen accurate. Yeah. Not, unless not, you, unless not the you want... fact that you're having a, a, a TV prop as a coffin. <laughs> no, and not that at all. But, you know, <laughs> then again, technically you could say, well, you know, it was the TARDIS at the beginning of the fifth season. Where, you know, sure. the 11th hour where he crashed on top of Amy's shed. You could say that, but still. I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't think that's the way to go. Anyway, so, uh, uh so really, you, you're not, you're not just gonna, you know, like give up on the whole scene and, uh, cause I really, dude, if you were to give up on Thanksgiving at the family home, then you could right. drive home and you could instantly get in one of those lines. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally could. But like I said, I'll be sleeping. There you go. <laughs> whether, well, whether it's on a couch or uh, on my face somewhere, I will be asleep. Well, that's the thing about it I, that I that I really don't like because all of the like mega deals that they offer, that's the trick, too. It's not it's not bait and switch anymore. Right. But they're they limit the quantities of those that they offer. Yep. And that's it. It's like, you know, we'll it's limited to what's on hand. And for yeah. all you know, you get to that store, they had two. Well, and not only that, it's it's getting so ridiculous now. 
um, there's there's people who are starting their Black Friday uh, sales on Thanksgiving. Yeah. At like ten o'clock at night. I know. There's, there, it's just it, it's ridiculous. I uh, I heard one of the local malls. They're gonna have. They're gonna open up the mall doors at midnight. I'm like, really? Ugh. What the hell, man? Yeah. Shouldn't you be like at home trying to sleep off getting drunk from being annoyed by all family that was over? Come on. Yeah. That's what you're doing on Thanksgiving. It's all that boxed wine and turkey, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or as, or as I like to call it, juice box. There you go. <laughs> I get Trent's just laying on the couch. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a straw just jammed into the top of it. <laughs> Make me sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get the TV to myself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the telephone's ringing. <laughs> Thank you, laddie. There we go. <laughs> You're live with Will and Trent. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, guys. It's Amy Kins. Amy, Amy how the heck are you? I am good. How are you guys? Uh, apparently crotchety and bitter. Well, that's no fun. Nah. <laughs> you guys are talking shopping, and so my 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 nethead signal went off, and I had to call. <laughs> it was like a combination of nethead single and like, oh well, I'm a lady, I can call and talk about shopping. You don't want to know what gets my nethead signal going off. <sighs> Why do you want to give me douche chills like that, dude? Wrong. <laughs> Just wrong. Hey, here's my Black Friday question. I remember as a teenager, and Will, I think you and I are closer to being the same age than maybe Trent and I are. Well, I, okay. I, I'd hope so. Trent um, is uh, like, a, what, you're like 10 years, my Yeah, we're 10 junior? years apart. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Yes. And you and I are closer to being the same age. But I remember as a junior high schooler or high schooler that Black Friday was not the phenomenon it is now. And the reason I know is because my little sister and I used to go to the mall every Friday, and my mother had no, every Black Friday, and my mother had no problem dropping us off at the mall every Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were lots of people there, but basically, you know, our tradition Black Friday was to go to the mall, go shopping, go to a movie, and that's what we'd do. And I'm wondering, like, when Black Friday became what it is now, like, before our eyes. You know, I think that's just another one of the internet phenomenons that has happened with the widespread, uh, you know, information that now occurs. Uh, because I don't know about you, but there are websites that just show you all the Black Friday deals now. There's always one person in your family that'll send you a packet complete with all of the information on every place that's having their big, uh, their Black Friday deals. And I think that's what it is now. And not to mention since 2001, this come, this, uh, this, uh, what is this place we call lived? Uh, it's country. This country <laughs> has been, eco- has been economically depressed. And, and as such, you know, the, the bargain is the, is the coveted end all be all. Case in point, one of the reasons why I'm incapable of comprehensive thought right now is because I'm all hopped up on caffeine. Because for, <laughs> from Friday, or pardon me, from the 17th through the 20th, so it ended today from two o'clock to five o'clock, you could go into a Starbucks and you could get, if you bought a holiday drink, you could get a holiday f- drink for free. So if you got a Ooh. peppermint mocha or whatever. So I have been hopped up on peppermint mochas now for five days straight. I don't think I've actually <laughs> slept. 
And it's not because, like, the first day that they had it, I didn't even know the deal was going on. And then they showed me the sign, and they're like, you want another one? I'm like, sure. Why? I couldn't pass up the bargain. That's what my point is. You've opened up a tab at Starbucks. Pretty much. It's not the fact that I'm all tweaked on caffeine. That's not where I was going with this. You know, I like I gave one to my coworker because I'm like, I can't drink another one. Or at least I shouldn't. My heart will explode. So I, I really think it's just the fact that information travels at a much faster speed now. And everybody wants a bargain. So I think that's what it is because you're right. You know, it used to be that there were just, you know, a handful of people that would get up at this ridiculous hour to try and get some type of mega deal. That's my guess. Yeah, and, well, it, it, I think it, it used to be that there weren't as many mega deals to be gotten. There just there just weren't. Well, well, and there weren't there weren't the big box stores. Yeah, that there are. Yeah, that's another thing too. Well, yeah, because you know now your shopping experience is only dictated by like five or six box stores, and that's it. So they've got right. to do everything they can can to get you in. And 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 let's face it, it's. It's all about the lost leader. You know, I, I was just thinking about this the other day when it came to turkeys because, you know, why is it every time just during this one time of the year can you get a turkey cheap? And it's not – I don't think it's because, oh, well, you know, they raise the turkeys and there's more of them during this time. No, I think the grocery stores are willing to take the hit on the turkey for the rest of the stuff that they're going to get you to buy while you're in the store. Ooh, yep. Trent, holy shit, your dad yep. used to run a market. Tell me, is it true? Am I right? Am I smart? So any any ad that uh, advertising uh, promotional items that a grocery store runs, they're usually taking a hit on. Right. So when you're so when you're getting a gallon of ice cream for you know two ninety nine or whatever, yeah, they're taking a hit on that to get you in the store to buy other things. Right. So so is it true? Is the turkey a loss leader for Thanksgiving? Oh yeah. Oh thank God I am smart. Yep. Ooh, I'm in all fact, excited. I I, always, fact, I have so many wacky nutty theories that I'm glad when one of them is so right. I could just I could run around the house screaming right now. I oh, usually yeah, do that, that anyway, dead on. So. In, in fact, it's to the point where my dad does a a promotional thing where if you spend X amount of dollars, they just give you a free turkey. That's the way it used to be here in California too. Okay. But now right. it now instead what it is is you can get like a twenty four pound turkey for eleven bucks. Mm-hmm. As long as you spend more than fifty dollars, I'm sorry, Amy. Right. We've kept you out of the conversation for five minutes. Please talk. That's <laughs> okay. There are still some grocery stores in Pennsylvania, in fact, where my mother lives, that have the if you spend so much, you get a free turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that still does exist. Yeah. Um, just maybe not in California anymore. I don't but know yet, why I, not, but it, okay. To set the record straight, Will, I was you on the big fuck no for Black Friday. Um, I just really prefer if I can at all, and I have for the past three or four years, I do all my Christmas shopping online. Well, and that's and I, the... have it, Go ahead. I have it all sent to my mother's house so that I don't have to wrap it. You know, I have it pre-wrapped and I have it sent to my mother's house and that way it's where it's supposed to be for Christmas and I don't have to lug it anywhere and I'm done. Genius. And that's the other, the other direction I was going to go with this. And that's that the online community tried to, uh, tried to adopt and embrace the Black Friday mentality with Cyber Monday. Right. So uh, for online shoppers, why would I get up to kill myself on an unguaranteed deal when I could get instead something else that they're trying to appeal to mass quantities on that I can take advantage of on Monday instead? Exactly. I don't have to shop. I don't have to lug anything anywhere. Well, I just, I, I, I understand the stores theory. The whole thing they're trying to do is they're trying to get you. It's all about getting you in the door. Right. 
Just like you can't sell popcorn to an empty movie seat, you can't sell things in your store to people that aren't there. Yep. So I understand the concept, but it's just not something I'm willing to do. You know, not to mention, I'm sure, I mean, maybe we should do a documentary. We should go down to the big stores and we should videotape the people that are disappointed by the fact that they don't get this crap. Right. Well, not to mention the people that get injured trying to get the crap. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like the modern every... day running of the pool. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I don't get the, I mean, I remember, I think, I don't know if it was a Black Friday, but I remember one time when I was a kid, my, um, grandmother, uh, made me go to this uh, store with her. It may have been J.C. Penny for all I know. And the whole thing was she showed the day before we went to the store and she showed me the chair that she wanted. And, you know, because I was younger, she's like, what I want you, I want you to run to this chair and sit in it so nobody can take it. Unfortunately, she got burned because she didn't know that what you needed to do is run in and take the tag. So she didn't get the chair, even though I was the first one there. Ugh. But but and I don't know if that was a Black Friday deal, but that was the kind of thing where I kid you not, I'm glad I was young and quick because I almost got trampled, and that was just for some crappy furniture sale. I don't know why. It's almost like every time they they run these things now, it's it it's like the old you know concert uh, thing where people got crushed or trunked. You always hear about people getting run over by well, other I people think- on Black Friday. I think though there there's that appeal for some people as well though you know they, they like the the force themselves to get up and they like the hustle and bustle and 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 because guess what man that's what everyone that does that talks about that following Monday in the office. Well, I don't know about. Oh, go ahead, Amy. But no, I was just I was just agreeing with Trent. I mean, as sad as it is, I was agreeing with him. Yeah, the, <laughs> all the people that are there for Black Friday, the all the extreme couponers, my friends, they're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, have you ever watched that show? Yes. I always love the. I, go ahead. I've heard. I've heard tell of it. I, um, I think it's always awesome because they build up this stupid artificial suspense that always ends. You know, it's always it. It, it hits right before the commercial break. It's like. With her budget of only $200 for the entire event. You know, will, will this work out? Well, I don't know. Will it? Boy, oh boy. I can't wait to find out. Did yeah. she forget to have a coupon scanned at the beginning? Oh dear. <laughs> from what I've heard from folks who have watched it, it's basically the same show every time with different people. Yes, it is. Exactly. Cause you know what? It's, it's kind of like the thing where the main character is in danger and you know the show's been picked up for another season. It's like, well, I don't really think they're going to die at the end of this episode. So with the extreme couponers, it's kind of like, well, you're doing this whole thing and the show is called extreme couponing, not extreme couponing failure. So I have <laughs> right, a funny yeah, exactly. feeling they're going to pull this one off. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what, what boggles my mind is there are actually people who enjoy watching that it is kind I, I of are, it's, it's interesting older age group than us but yeah well it's an interesting show to watch because you know it's it's amazing the amount of groceries they can get for like two dollars and two cents but i don't know about you guys i don't need 20 gallons of mayonnaise <laughs> yeah and that's the kind of shit they're stockpiling. Exactly. They have they have a stock room, you know, that, that rivals some grocery stores of just shit. Yeah. 
Like, are what? these people with large families? Like, as a single person with a dog, I'm not ever going to be. <laughs> and the answer no, to the I... question is no. They build it. It's not like it's the Duggars. No, uh, no, it's, it, you know, it's usually uh, a mom or a father, and that's their full-time job is couponing, well, and they've got a couple of kids. And they're going to die because all they've got is mayo and top ramen and, <laughs> oh, Jesus, frozen waffles, and you're just like, it's all food that's going to kill you. You're not, I'm glad, or they're going to die underneath a gigantic cavalcade of cheap toilet paper. <laughs> It just comes down. It on just them. fell down on him. When extreme <laughs> couponing goes bad, snow is because you know toilet paper is a staple for the snow. Mm. At least it is uh, on the east coast. I don't know what it's like out there. Well, Will, you probably don't get a lot of snow from time to time, but no, uh, no. I, where I live, uh, the city I live in. First of all, the city I live in is I think we're maybe like five feet above sea level, so. <laughs> Yeah, we're not getting any s- snow here. Now, there was a time over the hill where the temperatures did drop so low that, you know, people that were closer to the base of the nearest mountain, they were able to get some snow not more than a mile and a half away from us. They got snow. Did we get snow? No. But, you know, I, I understand the concept of stockpiling, but I'd imagine, you know, it's like I understand if you if you stock up on on canned food, you know, that makes sense. But uh anyway, that has so many preservatives in it too. That'll end up killing you if that's all you have to eat. Um, but no, I was I was more bringing up the whole milk, bread, and toilet paper phenomenon on the East Coast that seems to go into effect every time there is the even the slightest forecast for snow. People actually go out and buy in large quantities milk, bread, and toilet paper. And my thought is that. If you're snowed in and you need that much toilet paper for the time that you're going to be snowed in, you must be very ill. <laughs> well, I don't know. When all you got is milk and bread. Well, it's because it's they're eating all the things that they bought last time. <laughs> There's a big snowstorm and it's just been sitting there and they know what's going to happen. <laughs> Are these peaches still good? I don't know. It's what we got. It's all we got. Don't worry. We got all this toilet paper, though. We're okay. <laughs> Or maybe they maybe there's something about the insulating qualities of toilet paper we just aren't aware of. <laughs> yeah. It's become such a phenomenon that here in Maryland, I think it was either last year or two years ago, they actually the Maryland lottery came up with a scratch off game in the wintertime called milk, bread and toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> if you get all three, you're a winner. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, that's that's actually kind of genius. I like that. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Uh, this uh this Black Friday thing is now boggling my mind again cuz I mean if you look at the ads too. You know, it's like, "Oh, you can get this amazing 60-inch flat-screen television for 2.99." And then it's Yeah, like, and it'll last until next year. If you're lucky. <laughs> right. And it's always you know the very first thing you notice is like limited quantities on hand, not item pictured, not necessarily item being sold. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, already I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm in on this one, guys. Thanks. Yeah, I want me that TV. More and more of uh, you know Target's advertising campaign for their two day sale that starts midnight Thanksgiving night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Is just. 
this, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's basically just this batshit crazy woman who's like making a gingerbread house that looks like a Target and doing <laughs> exercises so that she can, you know, get to the sale on time. And she's just like, she's, she's, she's literally nuts. Like they don't portray her as any other way, but she's the one that's going to be at the sale. Well, Mervyn's used to have their crazy open, open, open lady too. So, you know, really, I think consumers should be horribly offended by how they're being represented. <laughs> but it's an accurate representation. Well, Pretty I, much. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think, you know, it, it's either, it, it's either really young people or, or, you know, who can, who want to just go and stay out all night and, and have the energy to do so, which at this point, I just don't. Um, I don't have the patience or the energy to do anything like that, but, or it's, it's the folks who, like you mentioned before, will might really need to take advantage of the deal. Yeah, exactly. And And nine times out of 10, they're probably the ones that are disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Because they weren't able to, oh yeah, it breaks my heart too, man. Cause seriously, that, uh, some things like that, that could be what makes or breaks you know, a little kid's Christmas. Yeah. Like one of the Black Friday deals I think that Kmart was offering once was the, uh, what were they calling it? They were calling it a candy cane bicycle. And this thing regularly goes for like 150 bucks and they were selling them for twenty nine ninety nine, Something crazy like that. And just think, this may have been that kid's only chance to get that bicycle they wanted for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, well, you remember you remember the tickle me Elmo shortage the, uh, that was what ten years ago? Oh yes, that blight on America. Yeah, man, that's. I mean, there there were literally kids whose Christmas was ruined. <laughs> well, I need to when I remember. I mean, maybe I'll remember when I'm home for Thanksgiving. But by some strange miracle, my sister and I managed to get Cabbage Patch Kids when they were all the rage. Oh right. yeah. And I, Found out from my mother how that happened. So that's something I'm curious about. Um, that I'd like to hear about. But yes, we got we got Cabbage Patch Kids when when there were none to be found anywhere. Yeah. Well, I'm my and my wife too. Same thing. And I I remember the tickle me Elmo craze. My mother in law got one. She got her hands on one through, just through conventional methods. You know, just. Happened to get one at the store, right place, right time kind of thing. And I looked at her straight in the face and I said, you should put that because they were selling for ridiculous prices on eBay. I mean, just ridiculous, like over a thousand dollars, right? Wow. And I'm like, sell it because you know what? And at the time, my niece that she was getting it for was two years old. I'm like, she's not going to know the difference. No, she's Mm -hmm. not going to know. There'll be plenty of them two weeks after Christmas. Sell it. Get the money. Get the money. Get the money. Oh, no, I can't do it. Oh. After well, the and fact. now they've just—I mean—they've—they've they've gone to town with all the different versions of Elmo and what he can do. Right. And it doesn't seem to be near as big a deal anymore. No, they even had a—I think they came out with a what was it? The ten-year edition Tickle Me Elmo that, like the anniversary edition. It was Elmo X, and not only would he—not only could you tickle him and he would giggle, but if you tickled him too much, he would fall down on the floor. He would roll over, feet up in the air, and then stand himself back up again. <laughs> because all of the batteries were in his feet, so they were able to use the mechanical counterbalance thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was given the edict. My I have 
two cousins that are about my age. One is one is female, one is male. My female cousin has a 12-year-old daughter, and my male cousin has two little girls who are now four and three. Uh-huh. Um, when, when the 12-year-old was little, it was the height of the whole Tickle Me Elmo thing. I was given strict orders that I was not to buy toys that made repetitive, annoying noise. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the order that almost every parent gets. And so I've just kept that as a standing order for the for the little ones from my other cousins. So now I, I take great delight in buying books for little kids. Because it's something they don't get often anymore. Yeah, I know. And as a parent, believe me, they're appreciated when they come in. Anyway, I mean, thank you very much for your phone call. Greatly appreciated as always. I I always have fun talking to you guys. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And have yourself a great <laughs> week. I hope Thanksgiving goes well for you. If you want to call in like Amy did, you can. The number's... Uh, Oh, it's 866-610-9455 or uh, 925-BUY-ONE-ELK. You know who has a really cool number is actually the um, it, Matt Cohen who does uh, Smidnight. And their right, number yeah. is 323-BUS-JULY because our, <laughs> our show is hotter than a bus in July, something along those lines. That's just – that's that's, that's awesome. Good. That's It's good. a lot better than buy-one-elk. Right. <laughs> but then again, you know, if we were like a hunter catalog, that'd be a great number. It really would. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that this phone call quite possibly might be the Adam Wells. Is it? Yes, it is. There we go. Yeah. Now, his phone, considerably quieter. Hey, caller, turn off your radio. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I have the show on my phone. Sorry. Yeah. Get closer to your microphone. My phone's possessed. I can't help it. What? Look at that. He had his moment to he had his moment to shine, and then he just tanked. I'm sorry. I I had it, and then I blew it. Like I well, I I I cracked Trent up, so that that was worth it. I guess that's all. Now Uh, let me ask you, Adam. Uh, last yeah. week's episode, did it move any faster for you? We're talking about The Walking Dead now. It's Adam. It's the Adam Wills Walking Dead Minute. Um, the last 60 seconds of the episode did. Uh, the rest was just boring. I don't know. How, I, and I, I started to read the comics. I got through the first four volumes. Yeah. I don't know good, how you good. can watch this show. I don't know how you watch anyone who read the comic can watch this show. It moves so slowly compared to the comics. Yes. I don't know, though, man, because like in the first run of The Walking Dead, like I said, there were some issues where just nothing happens, literally. Like when they finally stumbled on Herschel's farm, for example, that was that was like like an entire issue before that was just a week of blight. Nothing happened. You know what I mean? Well, they was that before. No, was that before or after they found the estate? Uh, That was that was after. No, that Herschel's after, farm yeah. was Herschel's farm was after the yeah, the estates, which is that was that one. Boy, that was that was kind of like the well, the writing literally was on the wall when they finally got a look at it. But but that's yeah, but it was a funny. Like it was like it was it was very much if you if you read it in a certain style, it it kind of plays like a Benny Hill bit. You know, <laughs> I could see them, like rushing into Benny Hill music, and then like Rick sees the the snow fall off the side, and then they gotta like Benny Hill music it out of there. I could see them doing that. <laughs> 
awesome. That's an interesting take, man. Yeah, I don't know about you though. I, I still think it, it didn't. The reveal of the zombies in the barn were. It's not what I was expecting. It's not the way I was expecting it. And really, I'm intellectually, I'm kind of insulted at the fact that you know Glenn smelled something but didn't think something was up until he came around that corner and looked down. That's true. I mean, if he's going to get down with uh, Maggie, you'd think he'd want it. Like, the second he smells something bad, it's like well, he would, like, go find a better spot. Then again, technically, he was in a barn. Yeah, but, I mean, I've been in barns. They don't smell like rotting corpses. I'd I mean, they smell pretty bad. Depends on if it's a dairy barn. Oh, really? I mean, well, I, all right, I've well been, I'd imagine I've that smells Min- worse. <laughs> I've been to a Minnesota State Fair where they have barns full of livestock mm-hmm. it can't be as bad that and i know what that that is that can't be worse than rotting corpses mm. it can't be possibly now uh we have not been privy the, the, the really cool thing about this is that not only when you call and we talk about the walking dead adam is the fact that um none of us have seen this week's episode i really like that aspect and we're talking about it a whole week after the fact i love that too because we're right I feel a little less obligated to be all like, oh, spoiler alert, because, you know, if you hear us talking about yeah. The Walking Dead, because in some ways, hearing about things, eh, it doesn't matter so much, really, because, come on, you still need to experience the episode for itself, and it's not like there's been any major reveals. Adam's talked about how the show is just moving so slow, and yeah. it, but last week's episode, until that last 60 seconds, what are your gripes about last week's episode? That's what I want to know. It's just they drag everything out, like... It was it was so dull. I don't even because I watch it like that night, like after NetHeads, I usually watch it, but I won't be able to this week. But it's just like and nothing happens. It's just like it's just people talking about insignificant things, and then finally something happens. It's like ugh. I mean, there was there was the, the only part I did like is the uh, Daryl hallucination sequence with Merle. That I did like. I, I love that. Yeah, that was that was both exciting and a letdown at the same time. It's like, oh shit, Mer- Merle's just a hallucination. Crap. They could have played. They could have played it up better if they would have like ha- have Merle not have a hand. I think that would have been a lot better because then you could like, was it him or wasn't it him? And then at the the end of the scene, but the second you see he has a hand, it's like, oh, it's a hallucination. Or if they had just never shown it. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Because they don't they don't show his hand until he makes it to the very top of the hill. Yeah. And the other thing that they should have done, I think, is they shouldn't have alluded to it being in a hallucination as much, you know, because uh, for him, there was the whole problem of, uh, you know, Merle kicking him to wake up. And then it's actually, uh, you know, an undead guy trying to eat through his steel toe boot. I'm I'm hoping it was a steel toe boot anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I really but I love the fact that. That they uh when when Daryl finally comes back, that it's like a woman screws everything up. Yeah, it's like how sexist can this show actually get? It's like, <laughs> but, the, 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 but, but but come this on, this show plays every, <laughs> it plays every stereotype. It's like the black guy, the black guy is useless because he's injured. Uh, the old guy, they don't trust him to do anything, and now they're not going to trust women with anything because look what Andrea did. It's like all the women do is laundry and cook. Yeah, and get pregnant. Come on. Oh, I, I never even bothered thinking those terms, but boy, oh boy. Yeah. It's, it's like in the post-apocalyptic world, we go back to the 1950s. Well, it makes perfect sense to me. You know, <laughs> I got Because men aren't going to stand for doing wash in a, in a wash tub. It's just not going to happen. 
I don't do wash in a laundry machine. <laughs> I, I, I'll wear the same clothes as long as I possibly can. Hey, if you hang it over a chair and let it air out a day, it's all the same. <laughs> Febreze is no, pretty Febreze. much what Febreze I consider is, laundry. Is like a new thing. It'll smell like a girl for the first 24 hours, but then after that, you can wear it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's gone so dark. It really has. Oh, um. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that and even then, when you think about it, too, uh, the highlight of the episode, the appearance of Merle, not only is it hallucination, but it's also still a lot of talking. Yeah, right. And I mean, the Sophia search is, is going nowhere. Daryl's apparently the one who still cares to search for because everyone else is just hanging out at the farm. Yeah, no, that's not true. You had Shane and Rick out in the woods still looking. And now that I've read the comic, I hate Shane even more. Yeah, because he's dead already in the comic. Yeah, that is so great. That is spoilers for anyone who hasn't read the comics, but like in the first like two volumes, Shane dies because seven year old Carl shoots him, which was yep. genius. It, uh, yep. Ooh, that seriously, if, if you uh, there, and there are people that that watch the show, they enjoy the show, and they've never read the comic. And you know, comics, yes, they're a mentality thing, but still, the the comic is so much better than the TV show. So yeah. much better, and it goes in. I can't, I mean, uh, what are we at? I'm, we're 90 issues in now. Yeah. On yeah. the, on the Walking Dead comic and still, you know, I'm glued to every single issue. Oh, I, I, I fly through them. Like I got the, the graphic, I'm getting the graphic novels every so often from uh, my local library and I'm almost at like volume five after reading them a week. I just started volume five today. Oh, so you did, so you did three already. I, I, and I was hoping we Four. would get to three this season. Yeah, I know, because there were lot there was lots of talk of like you know oh second season we got to figure out how we can bring in McCone and right yeah and the whole then and, and volume three of the graphic novels is is the whole prison thing yeah which was uh ooh that was there was a lot that happened I still have chills from things I read in a comic book based on that what you call volume three the whole prison right. scene yep. saga just. So many things happen there. It's just, oh, so evil, so wrong. And since you guys are ahead in the comics, does Daryl come about in the comics, or is he something only in the TV no, show? No, he is just a creation for the yeah, television show. just the TV show. Yep. Oh, that's a shame. As is Merle. You can, that's a shame. Well, Merle's barely in the TV show, but I would love to see Daryl make an appearance in the comics. But I understand why they have enough characters in but the But his other brother, Daryl, is. Oh, Merle, Okay. Very no, that's funny. a joke. That's a horrible joke. <laughs> yeah, oh. my brother Daryl is mother brother Daryl. So we just haven't Darryl, seen we Darryl. haven't seen the episode. So uh, everybody, I want you to put money on it. Are they going to find Sophia this week? No. Okay. I think they'll wait till the la- I think they'll wait till the next week because next week is the last one before the mid season break. I think because there's this week and then next week and then it's done for till February. Okay, Trent, your opinion? Um. I'm I'm gonna throw it out there. Uh, she's dead. They're gonna find her corpse. I don't think so. I don't think she's dead. And God, I hope they just find her this week. Cause really, it there's enough to go on now. They're they've got the they got the zombies in the barn. Okay, you got to. Yeah, they got to deal with that this entire episode. Oh, good point. Never mind. <laughs> Sophia's not even gonna show up. You're right. They're not finding her this week. <laughs> because they're gonna have to talk about that. The moral implications. The religious implications. They may actually find somebody they haven't even found yet. They're going to talk to that person about the dead people in the barn. That's what they're going to talk about. They're not going to find the kid. I mean, I wish. It's a shame Chris Hardwick took it already because I would love for them to, like, change the name of the show next season to just The Talking Dead. (laughs) 
Because that's all they do. Actually, you they know, there, there, the dead. there was a podcast called The Talking Dead, too. I wonder how that panned out between AMC and Oh, yeah, and that's right. There was, wasn't there? I didn't bother looking into that after the fact. But I know when I saw the show, I'm like, ooh. Well, Adam, thank you very much for your phone call, sir. It's really appreciated. I don't mean to rush you off, but unfortunately, we got to shut this show down. It's all right. I understand. I'll talk to you guys next week. No problem. But don't forget, you can follow Adam on Twitter at the Adam Wells, and also the name of your podcast, Geek Guy and Gal Podcast, which you can find at geekguyandgalpodcast.com. There you go. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Trent, anything else you want to say in closing? Um. Oh yeah, I just posted a new video. Uh, uh Vendor referenced it already. Uh, uh BurnerSherman.blogspot.com. Burner Sherman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Uh, and if you're listening live, folks, don't forget, stay tuned for Soundbite Nation immediately following this podcast. In the meantime, my name is Will. And my name is Trent. And you have been listening to another edition of NetHeads here on Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. Smodcast.com. NetHeads. I'll transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.